Warm welcome to Craig Young from NX Developments, one of our business partners. Craig, good to be talking with you on, well, uh, yeah, they, yeah, man, uh, the the whole Ingwer project, which we've been uh, giving a little bit of exposure to on Biz News, has seemed to have hit a very sweet spot with the Biz News tribe. Uh, we've noticed a lot of people are interested in having a look or having a closer look at the project. Uh, maybe we can unpack a little bit. First of all, it's near Plett. Uh, it's something very unusual, 100 hectares, only 30 houses, off the grid completely. That's a heck of a lot in a very short sentence. What gave you the idea to do this? I was actually a friend of mine from Varsity who owns the farm, uh, William Edwards. He started the process eight years ago. And uh, then when he got closer to getting his rights, he asked us if we would like to do the development for on his behalf because he just realized you need experience with this type of development being off the grid and all the green aspects to it. So we got involved about two years ago. Eight years ago. That sounds like a long time in gestation. Uh, are there lots of hoops to jump through? Yeah, the main thing is always the environmental aspect and the impact of the environmental. So that's normally the biggest headache in these type of developments. It's a good thing as well because, I mean, then obviously you get the rights correct and uh, it's, I think it's the right thing to do, even though us developers hate taking long because time is money. But in a way, it is a good thing. I mean, it's such a special site. I mean, the forest, all 50 hectares are like completely indigenous. Um, like 99% of the aliens have been removed. So pristine development like that, you would expect that uh, environmental affairs and stuff will be very strict and the conditions are actually very strict. So for people who know Plett, where is it situated? We're in the crags, in the heart of the crags. Uh, the closest sort of places people will know will be the Curlin's Big Polo Estate. They're about two kilometers from us. So, and we're on the, on the, on the ocean side of the N2, where East Curlin's is on the mountain side. And, yeah, we're also very close and in the heart of all and most of the new wine farms. So we're very lucky. We're quite surrounded by very good estates and a and, and, uh, very nice area to be in. 100 hectares, uh, 30 houses. How big is each stand? We are limited in the footprint of the, of the dwellings to 420 square meters. We're not allowed to go outside that footprint. It's also environmental uh, thing. Uh, we are entitled double story, so obviously you can then up your size to 800 squares. That's from the dwelling side. Your actual footprint of your gardens and things is 1,100. But what we've done is you, you naturally flow into the entire permaculture and farming area around you. As long as you stick within the, the strict guidelines of depends whether you're in a forest area or grassland area or permaculture area, you can actually extend your garden within our guidelines and have your own natural forest around your house or your own natural uh, permaculture around your house. So you're not that limited in size, just depending on which area you choose and what you want to do. It sounds, uh, so if I can just understand it from a, a real uh, kind of townies approach, you've got a quarter acre that will be in the middle of a, this huge estate and there's only 30 yes. of you in there. So presumably, it's not, you're not going to have anybody uh, obscuring your view. 
No, not at all. There are certain units, uh, there are currently existing houses on the estate, which were like other workers' houses or, or just uh, little timber chalets. Those footprints are fixed. Uh, we can't move them because they don't, don't allow us to do any extra disturbance to the natural forest. So those units are closer together. Um, but all the new units, there are going to be 19 completely new units where there are no existing buildings that we demolish. Those units are, are very exclusive and very far apart. So, I mean, your neighbors are quite a long distance from you. But is there going to be any communal um, uh, ability to, to come together? Your neighbors might be far, but things like clubhouses, etc.? Yes, uh, we have designed a, a, a general's clubhouse with squash and tennis and gyms and yogas and place for the children to play and just like a nice get-together lounge, bar, little kitchen area. There's also a huge existing educational center because the farm before and they used to do educational training. So that we're turning into a business hub where there will be facilities for people that want to do most of their work from home and if they've got extra printing or they just need additional assistance from admin side, there will be a little business centre for that. Then we've got a current area where there used to be an old soccer field. So because it was disturbed already, they allowed us to do that as the training area for golf. So we're going to have a little golf area where there will be putting greens, chipping greens, um, and right next to it, there's an old little timber building that's been there for many years, and that will turn into like the little 19th hole. Be like a little honesty pub where you can go with your friends after you've chipped and played. If there are only 30 houses, it seems like quite a big development or communal development uh, for a relatively few people. Yeah, look, we were limited by the environmental. So, as I said, there are 11 existing homes. Obviously, we demolished them and built in, in, inside our new architectural guidelines. But the maximum disturbance footprint that we are allowed to do on the entire estate, including new roads, is only one hectare. They only allow us to disturb 1% of the entire uh, 100 hectares. That's how strict they were. So that's where our limitations came in, and we had to design and decide maybe a bit bigger and uh, less units or smaller and more units. And we rather opted for less units and bigger units because we find this, this is for the discerning buyer. Uh, such a big estate, obviously, you're going to need uh, uh, people that understand the environment, people that love the environment, people that understand food and water security. We're extremely lucky. We, uh, the farm has never run out of water because it's got a, a place called the Whiskey Creek, which is uh, above the, the N2. And that feeds us all our water. That's never run dry. Uh, uh, in, nobody knows whenever that that, that that has run dry. That's lived there for many, many years. Obviously, then we're going to bring in the solar and, and the other off-the-grid and off-the-grid uh, sewage systems. And then obviously on top of that, we're lucky having all this water. We've got 40 hectares of water rights for irrigation. So this allows us to like, go food security in, in, in a very organized manner with permaculture. And so that's, I think, why the estate is so appealing. Further to that, we're also lucky there's various trails that have already been done on the, on the estate because they used to do like MTD cycling and trail running through, through the farm for quite a while. So we'll just upkeep these existing trails, which also, it's, it's nice. You know, you don't have to go off the estate if you don't want to. You've, you've got everything there. You've got your sport. You've got your food. You've got your environment. 
And to take it a step further, it's probably because I grew up in a farm, and I remember in the olden days how safe farms were, and that's quite the opposite today, is that we're even bringing in two little camping spots on our natural dams where the kids can go back to where they actually sleep out at night. They're safe. They can go and camp for the night in their own tent, and the parents can feel comfortable whether they're sleeping there, whether they're walking, running on the trails. You're in a 100% safe environment. Presumably the security and the perimeter is uh, quite hectic. Yeah, look, we've got uh, electrified game fencing at the moment, and we will bring in uh, um, uh, automatic cameras and, and, and human detection cameras where required, and that's what we do in all our states anyway. We, we find that that is the way to go now in the Eastern Cape, unfortunately, as well. It's not always just Joburg that's hectic. So crime is unfortunately on the rise and I think with COVID it's become worse so we're very well aware of that um, so yes security will be of a high standard. Uh, a mutual friend of ours, Stephen Nathan who's well known to the business community actually referred us to, to chat to each other um, but your experience, it's one thing he never told he told me this is a good guy, Craig knows what he's doing, he's, <laughs> he's legit uh, but he didn't tell me much about your experience, uh, what have you been uh, involved with in the past? Uh, we developed uh, in, in, uh, in the winelands quite a few estates. We were basically the first guys that did a development in 2000. We did the Sante Winelands estate. Um, it was also very exclusive. Obviously there it, it was a, a different model where each house had vineyard and each house was allocated wine, but it was a very similar concept. Uh, we've done game farm developments in KwaZulu-Natal, in Umakuji, Shushlui. We also did 30 lodges. Um, and, yeah, in and around Cape Town and Stellenbosch, we've done various estates and, and, and building. And then my partners uh, in Cape Town through Eurolux, they also got a, a long property track record of, of investment. So... It, it works well. Clearly not your first rodeo. But, Craig, uh, you said a discerning buyer. Uh, what, is, uh, what, what, are the, what are the price points here? The plots are from 2.5 to 6 million. And then we've just got a, a very standard sort of project management uh, 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 fee structure. Um, we as developers, on, on this type of development, we decided – it's very difficult to give a turnkey. Normally what would happen is you'd have choices of houses and you'll have price points for the people to choose different designs. But because the site is very so much, like you've got huge steep slopes in certain areas, other areas you're right on top of the mountain on grasslands, on flat sites. Um, so we decided we'd, we'd rather just as developers take our, our markup on the plots and we do a complete open book system on the construction side where we've got five approved contractors and we just project management, the entire process for the client with architects, engineers, QSs, project managers at a fixed fee. So there's no specific model that you or a design that you have to follow. You can design your own abode. Yeah, you know, if they look at our website, they'll see these prototypes. Just to give the people an idea, uh, and we've got a, obviously a, a very strict architectural guideline. And obviously we're going for like the more natural like wood, stone, glass, steel feel. Uh, certain designs are like a barn-like feel, others are a bit more modern. So there is, uh, it's quite open for the client to make changes and, 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 and to do his own design and, and put his own sort of uh, uh, stamp on, on, on his unit. 
but obviously with, 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 with strict guidelines to ensure that the state is harmonious and, and, and more or less looks the same. Being off the grid, uh, does that mean that you will, as the developer, will put all of that together? So you'll put the solar plant together and the uh, water uh, system, etc. Or would each dwelling be responsible for their own septic tank, for instance? Yeah, the, the sewage system is, 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 is already a large part of it is there. So we'll just uh, increase the size and, 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 and the quality of it. The water, uh, as I said, there's a lot of water available. So we've got to have huge storage uh, uh, tanks. But what we are doing is each house has to have a minimum of 30,000 litre water capacity in their basement or uh, under the house. Um, that's just, we don't need it, but we just felt that's the right thing to do. And so far, the, the first buyers that have bought, most of them are actually going bigger than that. So people are happy with that. The, the solar system, obviously, we design house for house, depending on your size and how hungry the, the house will be for electricity, depending on, on, on what you choose and what type of uh, fittings you put in the house. Uh, we do have ESCOM power on site, so it is available in, as a backup. But we w- will design the house that it is capable of being off the grid with solar mm-hmm. and backup batteries. Uh, what about pets? Uh, is, are they allowed yeah. there? Uh, I'm just thinking about the, the the wildlife that you have. For instance, it's in Zimbabwe. You're not allowed to have pets because of the buck and the and the monkeys. Yeah, well, that's the reason why we've given each person a 1,100 square meter plot, so that they can fence that in. Uh, the fencing obviously is also like a strict guideline where it is going to be. Uh, we actually want to landscape it away. You'll put clear view fence in, but uh, with hedges and stuff, that eventually it actually looks like a hedge. So everything remains green. But because they're so far away from each other, we felt pets is fine. But with strict guidelines, when you take them off your plot, obviously got to be on a lead, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, because of all the game. Uh, we've had people that are keen to have horses, but we, we, we're not allowing that. We're limiting to the size of the pets, that's domesticated dogs and cats. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I just think on a, on, a, on a family environment like that, to say to people they can't have pets, I just asked, we just felt that's wrong. You know, there's only 30 uh, houses there, and to me, I mean, my, I've got four sons, and they love their pets. So that's what we're trying to create. We're really trying to create a family environment where everybody... Uh, loves where they're living and enjoy the environment. You also mentioned people working from home. The connectivity is uh, critical. How well is that being catered for? Well, we're going to bring in the data. We're lucky that uh, data runs on the N2 right past us. Uh, that, that's, uh, that's already That section of, of the Cape has got data all along. So your data will be there. What are the... Who does it appeal to so far? You said you've had a few buyers already, and, and, and I know certainly the business community is um, – our tribe are, are wealthy. They, they're looking for something different. They're looking to be, to be uh, government-proof in many ways. Uh, are they yeah. your typical buyers? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, not to mention names, but, I mean, we've, we've actually had a buyer at the age of 35, but he's an investment banker, and he does well. He's actually bought two plots because uh, he's thinking of his parents at a later date. We've had some ex-CEOs from quite large corporate companies. Uh, two of them have bought. Um, and then, yeah, just general people that uh, there's interest from the polar players. We've had two or three polar players that have come through. One has, has committed. 
So I think it's people that can afford to live on a state of, 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 of that nature, and that's they, yeah, they just prefer it. But it's all, it's all walks of life so far, but it is people that can afford it, yes. And how far are you from PLET when you think about the uh, getting uh, provisions and uh, being able to actually uh, socialize in a, in a, 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 with other human beings? Yeah, look, Plet is close by. It's 15 kilometers on the N2, so it's very quick there. Um, but we will have a, a concierge service. Um, we, we will go to town uh, on certain days, and people can just give a list. Also, if people want to have us take them to the airport, uh, that will also be available. And house sitting and, and, and that type of scenario. If people want to leave and they want somebody to look after their animals and look after their house and replenish the house when they come back, we really want to make it as comfortable as possible. So all those type of services will, will be available. Sounds like you thought of everything. And the name of Ingwe, uh, it's not something you don't really associate leopards with that part of the country, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, there is a leopard. Uh, actually, we've caught it on camera a few times. It's not resident. It, 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 it travels in the area. And that's where the name actually comes from because there was a leopard there. It's always been a, a leopard in that area. We've never seen it. Uh, we've only caught it on camera. Um, so uh, we just felt everybody knows it. Uh, I know the name has been used, especially in your parts of the world, on game farms and things. But uh, I just had a resonance with us, and uh, we decided to keep the existing name.